MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up with you, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're doing well. Daniel Jeremiah joins us in 20 minutes. We're broadcasting live from the Tyrac.com studios. Tyrac.com will help you get there. Unmatched selection of fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. Tyrac.com, the way tire buying should be. Okay, so uh, we'll talk some NFL with Daniel Jeremiah. I want to talk a little of the, some of this Jackson State stuff uh, upcoming in 15 minutes before DJ joins us. But I believe we have a really, really good midway. Stuck in the middle. It's time for Stuck in the, middle. the Midway. So here's what the Midway is. Um, middle of the day, middle of the show. Granted, the third hour is now podcast. I'm, I'm warning you right now. Podcast is fire in the bonus. If you're on the uh, iHeartRadio app, or you're listening to us on the iHeartRadio app. Right after this hour, flip over. You can listen to the third hour. Pretty awesome. Um, a lot of fans over yesterday's Yankee rant. Or actually, it was Astro, Astro Rant. But uh, sometimes it's off-topic sports. A lot of times it's on-topic sports. What's the topic today for the Midway? Doug, you saw the story last night with uh, Clay Thompson getting ejected and him getting into it with uh, Booker. 
and Clay was seen talking trash or throwing up four fingers, and that's like four rings, right? That's what that's what that meant. Yes, four rings is like I guess like the ultimate trump card. If you're if you're in an argument with any NBA player and you throw up four rings, that's like the trump card. Like there's nothing you could do to respond to that, right? Right, no matter what you've done. So I thought that was kind of cool. I wanted to talk about and have a conversation about the great like trash talking moments that we can remember, whether it be like anecdotal, you know, somebody told the story or somebody actually said it to a camera or whatever. Um, example, like I think Larry Bird could do, we could do a whole segment on Larry Bird. I hated the guy as a player, as a Laker fan, I, I couldn't stand the dude, but the more, the older I get, the more I appreciate like what he was. So in, funny you say that in my his brother, time. My brother, yeah. we were, we were talking basketball the other night. He's at my house. And he's like, Larry Bird is a forgotten superstar. I was like, I didn't forget him. He's like, no, nah, but most people, they, they talk about Jordan. They talk about LeBron. Some talk about Magic. Like, did the people remember how good Larry Bird was? So I, 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 I get it. I feel it. Yeah. And, you know, for that time, like, he was way ahead of his time in, like, trash talking. Yes. Like, and Xavier McDaniel, I think, told the story that one time uh, Larry – like before he got the ball, when the ball was out of bounds, he said, I'm going to, I'm getting the ball. I'm going to take two dribbles to the left. I'm going to step back behind the three point line and stick it. And McDaniel says he did that exact thing that he said he was going to do. And then I guess um, Larry said on the way out, damn, I didn't mean to leave any time left on the clock. My Correct. bad. Correct. <laughs> I love that stuff. He hit a shot and he left a couple seconds in the clock and he was shaking his head. And they were, what, what, why are you shaking your head? I didn't mean to leave any time left. Oh, Larry, Larry Bird is like Larry Bird was the one who went into the three point shooting contest, walked into the locker room and said, Which one of you guys are getting second? Never took off his warm up jacket, hit the last <laughs> one, money balls in the air, and he put the one finger and then he walked yeah. off the court, right? Yeah, that was so, great. So, so the question is. Your favorite trash talking moments in sports? Yeah, midway. Yeah, or just trash talkers, whatever. Um, okay. Dan Byer. Well, I've got I've got two. Uh, one good, one bad. I think we have the audio of the uh, the good. And uh, Doug, you know, you know me. We talk a lot about uh, uh, teams we like, teams we love, and. When your team can reach that that mountaintop, it is it is awesome, and it's even better uh, when they can back up what they're saying, and that's what happened uh, a little less than a decade ago in the NFC Championship game, or right after. Richard, let me ask you the final play. Take me through it. Well, I'm the best corner in the game. When you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're gonna get. Don't you ever talk about me. Who was talking about you? Crabtree. Don't you open your mouth about the best. Uh, I know it wasn't leading up to it, but still one of the uh, the iconic moments in sports, even though the trash talk came after the victory. Uh, chills just listening to it. It was a good one. It was a good one. Uh, what about you there, John Ramos? I can't think of anything specific. I know Patrick Beverly probably trash talks every single time he's on the court. I don't know exactly what he's saying, but he's doing a lot. But I think one time, and I don't know if this is considered trash talk, but didn't Kobe like say something to <laughs> to Dwight Howard the year after he went to the the Houston Rockets about like I mean I can't say it on the air, but he called him something like soft, a soft something. Uh, because he wasn't, you, you know, I think that was trash talking to him, right? Like, hey, you ain't nothing. You're just soft. It, it, he he muttered it. They, you could read his lips. Didn't he get fined for that? Is that did. what you're saying? Yeah. yeah did. I don't know. Is that oh. considered trash talk, Doug? Or is that just like... Yeah, it was trash being, talk. Okay. There you go. I think Kobe, Kobe, Kobe trash talk Kobe. a lot, right? I Yeah, I think he did trash talk. One of my favorite things on TikTok right now are people making up fake Kobe stories on what Kobe would do <laughs> to get into an opponent's head the and they are hilarious because now you're seeing every every nba podcast is you know what was it like against kobe and then somebody has a wild story but now people on tiktok are just making them up it's actually funny that's that's really amazing um all right i'm gonna share one with you guys it's my it's my my 24 hour my my standard line when guys talk trash and i'm playing pickup ball now which is Hey man, this is 
the worst day of my basketball career and the best day of yours. So let's just get through it, huh? What do you guys think? Mmm. <laughs> it's a good way to put them in their place. So no matter how good they just did, no matter what they just did that was spectacular, that puts them in their place. Correct. Yeah, yeah that's a trump card. Mm-hmm. Um, Cal Ripken told a story once about that, how he went up to a some dad at, at his son's Little League game was like overly excited that his son struck out Cal Ripken's son. Mm-hmm. And Cal Ripken said, this is going to be the highlight of your, you and your son's uh, baseball career. <laughs> Uh, there's another Cal Ripken story, which I, we don't know is true, which at some point in time we'll have to yeah, dive no into. Yeah, no trash talk in that one. That sucks. The that, Midway. No, no, no trash talk. Unless somebody tr- talk trash there, right? Now, Dan's example reminded me of one that I didn't even think of for this segment. Um, Bart Scott, when he was well, – when I don't even know when it Can't was. Wait. Yeah, it was Can't p- wait. prior to playing the Patriots in yes. the playoffs. Yes. Think about a Jets player saying "Can't wait" to a, a Patriots matchup. It's crazy. I guess that would happen. What well, was year. that after beating the 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 Patriots heading into play the Ravens? No, the Jets just beat the Patriots. Yeah. And I think they were going to the NFC Championship game. AFC, yeah. AFC had played the yeah, Ravens, AFC, I think? Yeah, AFC, yeah. Oh, and so I think we got Sal, that completely wrong. I think Sal Pal said, <laughs> it may have been the Steelers. Um, yeah, one, one of the two. Uh, actually, I don't think it was the Ravens, because the Ravens beat the Patriots to go to the Super Bowl. But that's Can't wait. What, yeah. See you next week in, in Pittsburgh or something. Can't yeah. wait. Doug, did you trademark it. Did you do your best trash shock, Doug, in college or in high school? Uh, oh, definitely in college and then professionally. Okay. But I didn't talk a lot of trash professionally. I, I don't know. I, I, I do think I lost a little because I wasn't, I wasn't that good. I didn't feel kind of empowered to talk trash. Although I think sometimes you, when you talk trash, it makes you, you can make you play better, right? You're feeling good. You're talking, you're talking a little bit, make you play better. Did you but tell- I used to talk, I mean, I used to, I mean, it, I hear, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, actually, this is my, my favorite, uh, um, my, my favorite trash talk is this was, uh, let me think, let me make sure I tell this story right here. Um, shoot, I lost my train of thought there. God, golly. Did you tell the Russians like, Hey, we beat you to the moon or something like that when you were playing over there? Ooh, ooh, that would have cut that deep. Really, huh? There's... We have bread and blue jeans. Oh. You don't. <laughs> oh, here's my favorite trash talk. Okay, this is this is. I'm playing in Notre Dame. We're playing Manhattan in the Garden. Now, keep in mind, we had just beaten St. John's. St. John's was bad. They fired Mahoney was their head coach at the end of the year. But we had just beaten St. John's the week before, like on a Wednesday night, and we played Wednesday in the Garden, and. Um, Fran Fraschilla was the coach of the Manhattan Jaspers and his Shimu Evans was their best player. He ended up transferring to Kentucky. It's a great player, but they had three other players suspended, uh, for some off the court incident. So we thought we were going to walk in there and Molly them and they ended up beating us. And there was a very overexcited male Manhattan cheerleader. Now, again, I'm not going to characterize all small school Jesuit school cheerleaders as not to the level of the big schools, but this guy definitely was. Like, there's a different, like, when you go to watch Big East cheerleaders and you go watch, like, the SEC or Oregon or the Big 12, like, there's a discernible difference, right? Okay. So, there's some Manhattan Jaspers. He had a megaphone. He had a, and he was, he was, he was thick, right? He wasn't of the bodybuilding variety. Anyway, He's with his megaphone yelling into our huddle. It's like, you know, probably five minutes to go in the game. We're down like 12. Like, you suck. You're an embarrassment. Like, just yelling. So our assistant coach, I will not mention his name. He walks down during a huddle. And like, I'm, I don't know if I'm out of the game or I'm towards the end of our, and I'm watching him and he goes, hey, my man. We get to go home and we still, we, we work for the best university on earth. You go home and tell your mom you're a male cheerleader. <laughs> That's a the midwife. Ryan! 
That's, We're dying. That's a great, um, very dated uh, trash talking moment. Like you can't, you yeah, can't, can't get do away that now. With that. Yeah. That's why I won't mention whose name it is because whatever they work in, people, yeah. oh, you're a male chauvinist, whatever. But yeah. But this this one is, falls into that category. Yeah. I guess Michael Jordan once was going up against Muggsy Bogues. Yep. And um, he stepped back and said, shoot it, you effing M word for little person. Yeah. And then Bug uh, Bogues shot it yep. and bricked it. And mm. supposedly that was like the end of his uh, shooting career. Really? That's what it's nope. saying here on on Google, anyway. No, no, no confidence after that. <laughs> I but, Google, but you can't get away Jugle. with that nowadays. Jugle, huh? Jugle, um, the midway. Uh, I don't. I think you can get away with it. I think you just can't say it uh, where people can hear it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't think you, you can. You can't get away yeah. with it, but. If people don't hear it, I guess you didn't say it, huh? It's like if a tree falls I in the forest. I just can't say like, shoot it, M word for small person. But now if you go up and whisper in his ear, go ahead, M word for small person. Let her rip. Like, I, yeah, I, I, I kind of think that still exists. Like, I had no idea when I, I was in NBA Summer League with the Lakers and we were playing against the Grizzlies. First game and uh, I think his name is Frank Hamlin was one of this he was a longtime assistant with the Bulls with with Phil and he came over and he was great and he had one of those great like smokers voices. And I I, I had no idea like in summer league they would be talking trash to actual NBA players. But the the things they said in daring Strohmile Swift to shoot the basketball were hysterical. And this is the coaches. Like he'd go down to the shooter. <laughs> shooter. Watch out for that guy. He's gonna shoot. He may hurt somebody with a missed shot. Like they're just brutal. All right, so who wins? What win? Do we have a we have to have a winner? That's just a midway. That's just trash talk. But the, the midway. You met you brought up Xavier McDaniel. Xavier McDaniel is forever known for our generation for what he said in singles. Do you guys remember what he said in singles? The movie? No. Ramos? Is that the one with Matt Dillon and Bridget Fonda? Yes. I don't remember what he said, but I do remember the movie itself, yeah. Uh Byer, have you ever seen the movie Singles? Um no. Okay, I'll send you guys the clip. And that's the Midway. The Midway. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, 
You can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. MTV's official challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We've got a trade in the National Football League. We'll get you an update on that one with Dan Beyer in mere moments. Then Daniel Jeremiah will join us. Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. (laughs) Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Uh, Big trade news in the NFL we'll get to in a second. Um, So Jackson State, and, and, you know, people think that I – um, they, I don't, I don't know. I, you know, you get people when, when Jackson state signed one of the top rated, uh, cornerbacks in high school football, uh, last year, uh, when they signed Travis Hunter and I said, Hey, Twitter's Twitter is celebrating what I think is a Twitter is celebrating a bad decision. You know, people came out like, you're anti-HBCU. Like, let, let me just restate just for people who understand. I understand the plight of the HBCU. I understand how they have been underfunded. In addition to being underfunded, going part and parcel with it is, um, they don't have the funding from the alumni the way that Florida State does, Georgia does, so the Power Five schools do. I also understand there's been outstanding football players there. But... If you're going to advise a kid on what the smartest decision, most the strongest likelihood for success, it would be go to the absolute top level. If you're good enough to play, you go there and you play. Every day you compete and practice against similar talented players. You're, you, you know, you're coached by the best. Your support staff for academics, your support staff for athletics, and for your body, all the best. Uh, in addition to which, the, the talent you're playing against is the best. Jackson State, you don't have those things. Dion obviously, is maybe inarguably the greatest cover corner of all time. So a chance to learn from him is great. And I get that there's more to going to an HBCU than just going to play football. The problem is this. If Dion takes a job at a Power 5 this year, and he takes his son, and he takes Travis Hunter with it. Doesn't that just prove that all this stuff about why they've done what they've done is not really totally accurate? That, that's that's where I'm sitting. Stug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Dana Jeremiah joins us, of course. He's the NFL analyst, host of the Move the Sticks podcast. 
Uh, DJ, let's let's start with the with the news of the moment, which is that's a that's a big trade for the for the Eagles. Robert Quinn last year, what, 18 and a half sacks. Um, and, and look, he's had an up and down kind of mercurial career, but a guy who plays a lot. Did the Eagles need help up front? Well, I just think it's, you know, adding to that depth. They play with waves of guys. Uh, so, you know, they have one of the better, I would say, one of the better D-line groups overall. They've got really good depth along the interior. <clears throat> they've got, uh, now they've got a guy that's a big-time fastball to put opposite of Hassan Reddick as well as Sweat. I mean, they've got a nice rotation of dudes they can roll through there. No no, no question about it. Um, okay, there's a lot, we got a lot to get to, so I'm glad we, we got time. Let's start with the Chargers. Just that's top of mind for me. Like what? I, I know they have a lot of injuries, but I mean, what's going on there? Yeah, I mean, the lack of physicality is what bothers me the most. You know, it's one thing. You know, you lose a game. You if you turn the ball over and you you have a busted assignment here or there, but they've had two games now at home against Jacksonville and Seattle, where you know, despite a lot of new personnel in there that was you know kind of handpicked to be able to solve the run issues, you're still having them. Um, so that, to me, is probably the most disappointing aspect of it. And then, you know, on the offensive side of the ball, I could, you know, we talk about the lack of explosive plays. I think that's what a lot of people are focusing on. But, I mean, there's there's one point in time in a fourth down in that game, Doug, where you look out there and it's Jason Moore, it's DeAndre Carter, it's Trey McKitty, it's Michael Bandy, um, and you're just sitting here going, like, that's, you know, that's, not what they envisioned in in, uh, in terms of the injuries they've sustained. It's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, how do you fix that? Well, the defensive thing, you know, I, I almost wonder, you know, the personnel is not really going to change. You get Bosa back eventually, that'll help. But you almost wonder if during this bye week, if there'll be some tweaks to the scheme, you know, maybe, maybe playing with another down lineman, just uh, – something to help with you know you they, don't have they, to run they the like whole to, game for, forgive me if i'm wrong don't they like to play with seven in the box that's that's like their their defensive staple yeah and it's kind of like a five-man front because you've got three bigs and you've got the two stand-up backers which you know have been khalil mack on one side and kyle van on the other uh rumpf had been rolling through there but now he's hurt so one of the ways you can do that is you can just put another big down. You know, you put a heavy end on one side, Khalil Mack on the other to go along with the other three bigs, and, and, and maybe that helps you out a little bit. Dana Jeremiah joining us. Uh, this will be, I, I think it was, was it Jason Stewart, your question, which is how does a six six quarterback get balls batted down to the line of scrimmage? Well, it's finding, uh, you know, it's finding space and finding lanes, and he'd done such a good job of it earlier um, in his career, and for some reason it's really popped up this year and uh, over the last couple weeks. So you're getting some interior pressure. That makes it difficult, but he's been pretty good up until this, these last few games of being able to slide and climb and move away from it and just hasn't been able to do that. I, You know, Doug, I, I don't know um, – you know, some of the reluctance to really push the ball vertically down the field and some of the, you know, the reluctance to move. And I know this injury has been four or five weeks now with that rip, but I almost wonder if it's, you know, still in his head a little bit to be a little bit protective. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, Okay. It it was announced today that Mac Jones is going to start for New England. He's no longer on the injury list. Why do you think Bill Belichick was planning on playing two quarterbacks last weekend? I one I didn't get, you know, I wish I could give you a, a good answer on that. I just, I, I'm always a, a little concerned when you start messing with the, the psyche and the confidence of a young quarterback, you know, played pretty well last year and is just off to a rough start this year. I still think you've got to kind of handle those guys with kid gloves, especially if you don't have somebody waiting in the wings, you know, that's maybe raw and has like a big upside. You can say, okay, well, we want to see what this looks like. I mean, Bailey Zappi's kind of a you know a, a similar version of Mac Jones. I don't know that at the at his best he offers a whole lot of upside. So that one was kind of bewildering to me. That decision. What's going on with the Packers? There's no difference makers. Um, that's a problem. The offensive line is not as good as it's been the last few years. Um, so you kind of combine those things, and Rodgers is not playing great. But, you know, you can look at them and you can look at the Bucks, and, and you'll see some interior pressure. And that, a lot of times people say, oh, look at the sack numbers are low or the pressure numbers are low. 
Yeah, but they feel push. If you get push early in the game in there, it just makes them uncomfortable. Um, and then you've got nobody that you know for the Packers that can consistently win. And then when you do, you've got some drop passes. So you know, I think it's going to get better. Uh, I don't think it's going to get worse. But uh, you know, I, I just don't. I don't see the difference makers you need to make a deep, deep run. Yeah. So do you think they go and acquire one? They should. Absolutely. I mean, this is. Uh, this is winding down in terms of Aaron Rodgers' career. And, and uh, you know, if you've got to part with some picks and be ultra-aggressive or do what you got to do, man, this is, a, this is a two-year window that you have right now that you don't know. You could go through a 10-year desert after this, after this two-year run. So I would, I would much rather uh, be aggressive and, and live with failure as opposed to sitting back on your heels and then waiting and wishing and hoping it's not going to happen. The the owner of the Lions came out and gave full support for front office and for their head coach. But uh, despite the fact everybody loves them on hard knocks, the returns have not been good. Why is Detroit unable to stop anybody? I still think there's personnel. You know, there's personnel issues. There was a good sign at least last week that Aiden Hutchinson had by far his best game. Um, I was kind of curious on that, why it took so long to get him playing uh, in a two-point stance. He he had let everybody know through the draft process how he was much more comfortable standing up, and that they did that at Michigan his last year, and that was one of the reasons why he took off. And they didn't really have him in that role um, until this last week, and he goes out there and has two sacks. So they have some decent, you know, some decent pieces. There's just not enough of them. So you know, some of these teams you can look at say, okay, schematically you can adjust here or there. They need more. They need more guys, man. They just need more guys on the defensive side of the ball. Got to have yep. more dudes. Giants or Jets? Who's more real? Well, the Jets with the injuries is a concern. Um, I would have said without those injuries, I would have probably said the Jets. But I want to see what they look like. You know, not the Brees Hall one's big, but I think the Elijah Vera Tucker one's even bigger. Um, he was on his way to being an All Pro this year, so. I want to see how they play. Daniel Jones is clearly outplaying Zach Wilson, so that could you know give you a vote there. But I think if you're just looking at the 53-man roster, where the, the Jets are a little ahead in terms of where they are in their rebuild, and they're just a little more talented, even though the Giants have a better record. Yeah, I, look, I, and I get Daniel Jones is, uh, is, has been there longer, right, than, than Zach, Zach Wilson has, a year longer. Um, and usually we get to year three is that, that decision year. But I, I guess my, my question for Joe Douglas is, you know, sometimes guys get snowed like, well, we're winning games, you know, but he's Zach Wilson's not actually playing well. Where do you think they are mm-hmm. on Zach Wilson long term? Well, I, I still think that they're um, I think they're bullish on him. Uh, you know, I think, let's get through this year. He started, you know, a few games here. They've won all of them. Like you said, he hasn't played well. But that Denver, that Denver defense, you know, I saw them the week before against the Chargers. I think that's, if not the best, one of the two or three best defenses, especially pass defenses in the entire league. So uh, for him in that game, the whole the whole thing was just don't turn the ball over. They're, the Denver offense is so bad that you're probably going to win the game. So he got the job done, even though you watch the tape and you'll see three or four you know missed throws you'd like to have back. At least he's not turning the ball over. You got to see the Seahawks up close and personal. Uh, what's your reaction to what Geno Smith's been able to do this year? He's been awesome. You know, he's been awesome. And you kind of go back to the to the pedigree, even though it was a bad quarterback class. I think it was the 2013 class that he was in. Um, I thought he was the best quarterback in that class. He's a first-round pick for a reason because he can make every throw. Uh, he's He's smart. Um, he just, you know, it's taken him a while, and then he's been a backup for a very long time. And I think, you know, sometimes it's about just being in the right spot at the right time. And I think he's going to give them a nice bridge here for, you know, he could give them a three-year run, uh, similar to what Alex Smith was able to buy Andy Reid before they were able to get Mahomes. Wow. I mean, and it helps. I mean, I think Kenneth Walker is, he's outstanding. Oh, they've, Doug, they, they have gotten so much younger and so much faster in one year and one draft. They're playing six or seven rookies out there, and they're all playing at a really high level. And it's Pete Carroll's always been at his best when he has young, kind of hungry, teachable guys that that are going to hear his stories for the first time and not the tenth time. Um, and he's got those guys playing really hard. And they, I can't stress it enough, that was one of the slower teams in the league last year, and uh, and they flipped the script. Uh, what do you think of the Colts' decision to bench Matt Ryan in favor of Sam Ellinger? 24 sacks allowed, you know, second most in the league. It's hard 
to function when you've got a sitting duck back there when you don't have a great offensive line and your run game hasn't lived up to what it was supposed to be. So, yeah, that just is what it is. Matt Ryan couldn't get out of the way. There were interceptions off his back foot because he can't, you know, he's not at that point in his career where he can generate the velocity needed without having some, some room around him. So I think that's pretty simple. You know, that's why he hadn't played well enough. And they feel like with Ellinger, they get in there and they can do some, uh, you know, you can do some quarterback run stuff. You can move the pocket. And then when you do have a free run through, he's got a chance to, to get out of it and, uh, and escape. So I, I think, you know, it was, uh, it was, it was probably shocking once you first saw it, but when you really dig into it, I, I, I get it. Um, the, the chiefs, you know, the, the Raiders had played them close, could have, could have well won the game. They lost to the Colts. They lose to the bills and they go and play the Niners who you would think were energized by going out and getting Christian McCaffrey and they just mollywump them. Um, is it more concerning towards the Niners or more the chiefs are turning the corner? Well, I, I just think there's going to be some of those days with Kansas City when Andy Reid and Mahomes get 100% in sync and, you know, whoever's there or not there with them and whoever they're playing against, how good or great or bad they are, it's irrelevant when those guys are in that zone, when they're locked in like that. Um, it was a clinic. I mean, it was third and 20 and they made it, and it was just, you know, dial up a perfect screen. Um, the whole game was like that. I think there were six and nine on third downs, and two of the three they didn't get were a kneel down and when they had the backup in at the end of the game. So, wow. and that's and that's the 49ers defense, a top five defense. But it just shows you when when the quarterback's that talented and the head coach is that good, the play caller, and they just you know get on the same page. I'm sure you know every other sport you see it when they're just in a zone. Those guys were in a zone; they weren't going to do anything about it. All right, let me let me ask you. Uh, tomorrow night you got Tampa. Uh, we'll talk Tom in one second, but first Lamar. It's been up and down. Now they have led games and and given away leads. Uh, they have a lot of injuries as well. But I think people are sitting there going like nine completions. Kind of here we go again. What do you think of how Lamar's been playing? Well, to be honest with you, I haven't watched I haven't watched the cut ups of him from this last week, so I can't I can't speak on that. He's uh, you know throughout the year this year, it's just been a little uneven, um, and you know there's. I think the I think what they have on the outside is not bad. I actually like Bateman. I like Duvernay. I like the tight end. Obviously, he's a big time player. I, I don't think that's the issue. Um, they just uh, you know he's he's never going to be a pinpoint consistent passer. So you're going to have to ride the roller coaster a little bit. What about Tom? You know, there's some that say he looks like he doesn't want to be out there. He reaffirmed he's not quitting mid season. Doesn't mean the end of the year. How fixable are Tampa's problems? They've got a brand new interior three. You know, I think the Ryan Jensen injury is one of the more underrated ones. Uh, you know, just what he did is, in terms of taking some of that off of Tom's plate and giving him a firm platform. That's you know, it's been said about him for the 900 years he's been playing. Interior pressure is what does him in, and they uh, they've been really leaky uh, along the inside. And uh, you know, the good the, the crazy thing I t- was telling Bucky this the other day. Is that the league's going to mess around though, and they're going to they're going to let Tampa have the time, be afforded the time to figure this thing out and get in the tournament. And if they, you know, if the quarterback is hot and they've got the weapons on the outside, they've got a pass rush. I mean, they're still in first place as bad as this has been in that division. They've got time to figure it out. So I'm not ready to punt on them just yet. And I think they could be kind of one of those dangerous teams if they figure it out at the end of the year. Awesome stuff, DJ. Hope you're well. Um... You know, the Padres did what you needed them to do. <laughs> we got we got rid of the Dodgers, so that was a, it's a successful year. Uh, we got to get Tatis back next year and see if they can take the next step. But a fun a fun ride. Get him off the juice, and we'll see how good he is. Thank, thanks so much for joining us. <laughs> Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. It's the Doug Gottlieb Show. It's Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. We certainly are. That's because we get updated on everything in the world of sports, part of the press, right now. The press. <laughs> Daniel Byer, what do you got, my friend? Doug, we got a bunch of stuff, but uh, as we talked about uh, about 10 minutes or so ago, the Eagles have acquired Robert Quinn, defensive end from the Chicago Bears, in exchange for a fourth-round pick. 
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I mean, the rich get richer. He's a really good player. He's coming off a great year. Obviously, you know, the Bears are, I mean, I guess they're the Bears, they don't want to pay him. Um, it is weird, though, to come off such a big win and then go like, hey, you were a great player last year, we're trading you. Right? Like, does anybody else feel like it's a white flag moment, even if there's somebody behind him who they like just as well at a much cheaper rate? Dude had 18 and a half sacks last year. And... Though I don't think the Bears are great. I don't think anybody would argue with me. The Bears are three and four. They're tied with the Green Bay Packers. They actually have a better point differential than the Green Bay Packers. Um, they do have, uh, they still have two with the Lions coming up. 
but the rest of the schedule and one with the Falcons the rest of the schedule is different. It's just, it is a weird timing wise. It's a weird trade considering how well-respected that guy is. And they're not playing terribly. One other thing that uh, refreshed my memory was a tweet from Albert Breer of uh, the MMQB.com. And uh, he pointed out that the Eagles have the Saints first round pick uh, in the draft, which right now would be fourth overall. So, not only would Philadelphia, uh, right now the only unbeaten in the National Football League, they would also have a top five pick if the season ended right now. It's amazing. Yeah, in late April's draft, they did that. And everybody uh, assumed that was for a quarterback, right? That they they want two first-round picks for a quarterback, and Jalen Hurts is playing so well right now that that's not even a conversation. Yeah, the Saints, uh, the Eagles gave up one of their first-round picks last year as part of that deal. Saints got two first-rounders uh, in last year's draft. The Eagles had one and then took the Saints uh, next year. So, or coming up this spring. So, yes, yeah, so the Eagles are sitting pretty. Uh, we got some news on your Chargers, guys. Uh, it's not good news. It's a bye week coming up. But Mike Williams is going to miss four weeks at least because of that high ankle sprain. Four weeks? Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess that's what, uh, what's his name missed too, right? Mac, Mac Jones, they, they all say that about a four-week deal. And, and his is based, his his work is purely based upon his legs and then ability to jump and go make plays. Chargers next four weeks at Falcons, at Niners, Chiefs at home. And then, um, oh, they have, the, and they have this weekend off. And then they got the Cardinals on the road. So that extra bye week, I guess, helps him. Maybe he'll be ready for that Chiefs game, but likely not. You'd think maybe Russell Wilson would tone it down after Broncos country, you know, let's ride after uh, the danger witch. But ask today what the flight was like from Denver to London in preparation for their game Sunday against the Jaguars and what it was like with a strained hamstring. This is what Wilson told reporters. First two hours I was watching the film, watching all the cut-ups and everything else. And then for the next four hours I was doing treatment on the plane. I was walking up and down the aisles. Everybody was knocked out. I was doing high knees and working on my my legs and everything else, you know, making sure I'm ready to rock. Uh, So that was good. And then the last two hours of the last hour of that, I, I watched. I fell asleep for one hour, and I watched the film. The rest. Hmm. So one hour of sleep, three hours of film, and you smell. You smell that? I smell bull. You know what? <laughs> right. You, you know. You know. You know. What the Tyson Zone is. You ever heard Bill Simmons talk about the Tyson Zone? No. The Tyson Zone is. There isn't a story about Mike Tyson that you wouldn't believe to be true, right? Okay, sure. Okay. We, uh, I've, I've done this for a long time, obviously. I used to call things the Spurrier zone, where Spurrier is so accomplished as a coach, and frankly as a player too, that he got to a place in his career where he could just say whatever he wanted, whenever he wanted. The Russell Wilson zone is, he's to a point where nothing could embarrass him more than anything he's previously done. And nothing he says has any sort of validity. So I don't think it's true. I don't think it's what he does. But nonetheless, it still allows me to make fun of him. So Cowboys, so uh, Broncos Nation, let's ride. How, how, about, how about all those other Broncos players sleeping on the plane? I mean, for four hours, they were all zonked out. Not Russell Wilson. Nope. But then he took a quick one-hour nap and back to film. That's, uh, that's what happened. Because um, he's unlimited. Except when he plays football, then there's some limitations there. Jason, did you retweet the tweet that you sent us in the group chat that that we have, the group text? No, I love it. It's very funny. I didn't retweet it now. (laughs) Very, very funny. So it's, um, you got to check it out. I forget who who posted it, but I'm sure it's everywhere now, right? It's somebody photoshopped Russell Wilson doing um, doing those Let's Ride commercial takes, but he's in the... Front of the plane, talking to the rest of the plane. It's really funny. He's he's like in, yeah, twenty one E. Hysterical. Uh, it was just, it's hysterical. Yeah. Hysterical. Very and what I, just just for context, when you sent it to me, I didn't know the Russell Wilson story. So then I look up the Russell Wilson story, and now I'm crying watching this thing, watching watching this uh, this deal on my phone. It's worth a retweet. And that's. Yep. The press. Hey, get out there and press. That was the press. We're going to be at the Breeders' Cup. You should too in Keeneland. That's in Kentucky, November 4th and 5th. 
your score is calling. Watch and wager on 14 championship races. Go to breederscup.com slash 2022. All right, Doug Gottlieb show. Check out the pod. It drops now. Go to the iHeartRadio app. MTV's official challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at First first Listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 